This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. It is great to be back here. Yeah. Just minutes after our last recording. <laughs> Talking. And and no, listen, we love doing this show. Do. I, I think I, I fully enjoy it. I love that the audience is involved and they're, they're, you guys are a part of the show. You guys yeah. send in the... This is how it all works, people, okay? You send the emails. We talk it out. You post on your Instagram stories. Tag a bitch. Or several. Or several bitches. And let people know what's going on here. We want to grow. We want to keep it moving. It is the, it is the season for this show. It's Fucktober. We, t- we discussed it last episode. Fucktober is here. Okay, it has arrived. This is the the season of of uh, of, of of confusion. Right, that's we're gonna what get this you is. through it. We're gonna get you through it, but people need it. Yes, we're gonna be like the clarity that you've always needed. So many questions. Season of confusion is upon <laughs> us. Hashtag season yes. of confusion. Hashtag tag a bitch. Hashtag rate review subscribe. Hashtag get your tickets now to the live shows. They're coming. Uh, We're a week away. October 10th, Miami. October 11th, Orlando. October 12th, Atlanta. October 13th, Nashville. We're very excited. We're pumped. We're coming to your town. Get the group chat involved. And the tour is sponsored by the Moxie Hotels, which we are so pumped to have them as a sponsor. It's a great, it's a, a extreme, it's a... It's a hotel chain for our generation. Yes, it has everything you need. Everything you need, none of the stuff that you don't need. That's a perfect way to put it. It's the Millennial Saloon. Mm -hmm. They got the bar downstairs. You check in. They give you the drink. We stayed at the one in Chicago. We'll be staying at the Moxie all over our tour. Um, We're going to be... And what the great thing is, and I said this last episode, and I'm going to push this again because I think this is a great... Yes. It is the hotel. It is the mingle zone. It is. There's games. I personally love like the games there. It's like a very chilled out atmosphere. It kind of feels like you're hanging out your friends like apartment or if you were like remember if you think back to like college or high school and you were like hanging out mm-hmm. like at someone's house and there's like games and fun stuff to do but it's a very relaxed atmosphere and the lighting is great great lighting little purplish hue um mm-hmm. it is it's it, and a lot of like you could shoot eye contact across the bar it is the right. perfect flirty. Ho- flirty perfect hotel for your group chat uh group chat to go and hang out the bachelor parties bachelorette parties the price point for this hotel, it's not like, listen, I'm not sending you to the Ritz. We're sending you to a hotel that's both comfortable and priced right for a big group to go and enjoy right. some of the greatest cities in this country. It, yeah, it's all over. It's come, they're, they're opening more and more um, every month and they're basically opening nationally. And the great thing, yeah, it's the great thing about this hotel is like, it's great for meeting people because it is de- by, by design, it's basically like made so that you will have more 
points of access to meeting and mingling with people. So you totally, if you're someone who like finds it uncomfortable to be, to approach or be approached, this is a great, like neutral, great hanging, hanging out area. Miami, Orlando, Nashville, the Miami, uh, the Miami, Orlando, Nashville, we're staying, uh, we're going to be there. And, Listen, we're going to be at the Atlanta and Nashville Moxies. So those are great hotels for your trips and all that. And listen, you're going to get, um, if you come early to the Nashville show, you get a the signature cocktail from the Moxie yeah. that they give out. So, so that's a free drink for you. You're welcome. From us and the Moxie Hotel. That's right. You're welcome. It's going to be great. They're, the Nashville Hotel is, is, I think it's opening this month. So it's oh, really? brand new and there's nothing better than Have a new hotel. Have you been to Nashville before? I've never been there before. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm excited. Nashville, that, I, I, I know Nashville's fun because I've had like top 10 hangovers there. That's like how you I, know. I've had yeah. like legitimate like if you wake leave a place up, feeling energized. No, no, your town sucks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, Nashville. Like, th- th- what's cool about Nashville is that they have their own like like Broadway is kind of like the kitschy, you know, the playing the band. So you can get like the fun Southern night. But then there's like Midtown and other areas that you're like, oh, this is a cool bar, cool restaurants. You know, like it's got Nashville's got a little bit of everything. So I really enjoy that town, and it's growing. People are moving there. So yeah, we're going to be coming ex- to your city. I'm very city. excited to go. I haven't been there. Um, we're coming to your city. And if you guys stay tuned to the end of this episode, we have the JVN, Jonathan Van Ness. Very excited. You might have known him from Queer Eye. He has a book coming out. Um, he's like the best. He's like one of my favorite characters. I'm excited on to TV. meet him. So, people, since he plays himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters. Yes. Uh, uh, no, he's. Uh, we're very excited to have him. He's going to be on at the end of this episode. I'm excited to meet him. Me too. So let's do the show. Um, Before we get into it, can I make one personal announcement? Of course. I have a new stand-up album. Um, I I stand about, you know, this audience might not. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, tell us for for those of us at home who've never listened to one. So um, I'm very excited for it, but tell what what is a stand-up album? A stand-up album, so I do stand-up every night for the last nine and a half years. I've gone on stage in bars of three people and um you know bigger shows and uh, you know everywhere in between um i you know you work out material and then at some point you're like this stuff i'm kind of beyond it i'm kind of done with it um let me put it out there so people can hear what i do and then maybe come to a live show in the future so right now and also i kind of think of it as like the cousin to the podcast like okay. the podcast, it's you and I in a room. Right. There, you know, you ever, you know that meme that people send us a lot when where you're it's, like listening, you're listening to your friends or it's yeah. not how it sounds when you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. like the, the person next to a poster of two people having fun. Right. And they're like, that's me when I'm listening to a podcast. I would say the stand up album is like getting to sit in the club while a show is happening. So if you close mm-hmm. your eyes, it would feel like you're in the club. Hear the drinks clinking. You hear the you know the crowd laughing and not laughing and it getting quiet and all that stuff. So you feel the energy of the room. And I that's awesome. I had a weekend at Gotham Comedy Club in New York where we sold out a bunch of shows and pe- and audience fans of this show came, which is the I'm greatest. I'm very excited for the album. Loved it. I was so I had so much fun. And if you were at the show, you know it was a great time. So. The and album you, is out, and you can go on Apple Music, um, Spotify. I know we have a lot of Spotify people. Yeah. Uh, Pandora, you can stream it right now. So if you search Jared Freed, and it's called Always a Mama Bear, 
uh, Jared Free. Just search me and I'll pop up and subscribe to me so you can get all the albums that'll come out in the future. And if you've never heard Jared do stand up, this is your chance. This is if, you, it. if you don't, if you live in a city <laughs> where he hasn't come to yet, yeah. but you want to hear what his set's like, it's very, very funny. Whenever I go to his his show, whoever I'm with always says he's the best oh, person. It's way too there. kind. And thank you for telling people on this show. I will. Um, but I, I will say, you know, for people that have never been to a stand up show, it's cool because I know a lot of people go, well, I don't know what it is. Fuck it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a good way to find out what it is and my sensibilities on stage. I mean, but if you listen to this show, this this stuff isn't far away from the stand up. Right. Um, but, you know, speaking of cities I never go to, I'm going to Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend. If you're in town, go to my website, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. But uh, yeah, let's do let's, let's do check some it show. out. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm pumped about the album. It's a. It's a little bit, I'm you know, pumped about it you too. work so long, uh, you know, it's like, it's very personal to me, stand up. Right. Like, um, I, I think it belongs in a room in a live experience. So you never know. Like, it's weird when stand up gets away from you. I feel like it, it, but like if you watch it, I mean, like that's what like those Netflix specials sure. or like those things, like, I feel like those are still like extremely entertaining. Oh, I love a Netflix, yeah. but I know I love a stand up special. I know that like yeah. a lot of people are just like not stand up comedy people. Like, mm -hmm. um, I love watching, you know, the stand up specials that are on Netflix right now. Like I watch pretty much every single one, a little piece of every single one. Right. Um, that would be a dream of mine, but like, you know, it starts somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think what I mean by like getting away from you is like in a room, it's all controlled. If right. someone screams out, you suck. You can hear it. I can hear it. And I can also speak to it and make fun of that and feel if the room's on my side. Right. Unlike when the pot, when you're listening to a podcast. Yeah. You guys yell, you suck into a, we a, can't hear you. Thank God. <laughs> um, but with stand, like sometimes I'll put my stand up, I'm going to start putting my stand up clips on Instagram more. Okay. And that scares me. You know, like I, I can't. You're being vulnerable. It's well, great. It's a little bit. Yeah. Because also like with a stand up show, you can't deny the room is laughing. Right. You know, you can't deny if you sit there miserably. My favorite thing is when there's it. one person that's miserable and everyone else is laughing. I'm like, are you OK? Right. <laughs> you know, like just because it's like, look at what. Are, are you, you entertained? Not? Are yeah. you not entertained? <laughs> and sometimes someone, I always do a thing where sometimes someone will laugh too loud. You ever go to a show and someone's like, right. A little ridiculous. And you're like, relax. It was, that wasn't even my best one. Exactly. And <laughs> and I and sometimes someone will be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And like. And then someone in the corner will be not laughing. Right. So I always go to the person laughing like an asshole. I'll be like, listen, I'm not this funny, but I'm not this unfunny. Well, my biggest fear, <laughs> I think we talked about this and when we did the New York Comedy Festival mm. video, was like my biggest fear when going on a date with someone to a comedy club is that they're the like, they're overly laughing at the like yeah. non, they're that guy. Like what the, if you go out and they're that guy? A short stand-up story before we get into this. This actually happened the other night. I yeah. was at the Comedy Cellar. If anyone's listening in New York, you go to the comedy cellar. Just go. It's the fucking best. Just go. Um, it's, it's the best comedy club in, in New York. In the country. In the country. In the country. You can't beat it as far as like bang for buck. Yeah. If you're like, go to any show. You can see someone famous. Very high probability. Very high. Too. Monday, Tuesday night's a great night to go to. But if it's like, you're going to go like, whoever's there is going to be great. Because mm -hmm. it's a very, there's a vetting system. There. Yes. But I go to the show. So I'm there on Sunday night. It's like an 1140 spot. Every show sold out also. also. So 1140 spot on a Sunday night. I go on stage and this guy, I go on and I'm last on the show. And this guy in the front just, you could tell right away his laugh was weird. Like he just goes, ah, and I go, <laughs> and I go, and first thing out of my mouth, I go, weird laugh. Like he's like one of those like, like wind up. 
toys. Yeah, like, but mm-hmm. it also had to like let people know he got it. Right. So I go, I go weird laugh, and then when I mentioned it, the whole crowd erupted. Right. So obviously, I know that's my signal that this has been happening the whole show. Right. And then as the show's going on, I would like literally do a job. I'd be like, so um, I'm trying to lose weight, and he'll go, ha ah! ha. And you're like, okay, that's not the joke. Well, then, like, I'd have to. What, like, if you, what if you went to a comedy show with a girl who was that person? I I couldn't. I don't know. What, what would I you would, do? I would be like, you need to fucking relax. <laughs> you really care what people think of you, because a lot of times maybe people, they're just like, I thought it was funny. Why you? Would... You thought he's trying to lose weight. End of sentence is funny. That's what I would say. I would be like, you didn't think that was funny. You're a m- crazy person. Because well, that's what happens. That's, a lot. that's the issue with the comedy club date. It's tough. And also, there's some people that are woo people. Sometimes oh, yeah. a subject will come out, like if someone's like a, like, this happens and with a And the Jews, lot. too. Yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Jews! And you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. You're in favor. You're part. <laughs> you're in. You celebrate Hanukkah. Um, we, we understand. Right. Happy Passover. You know, like, it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. It's a, a comedy club date is a difficult tight wire act. You got to really be on the level with the person. It is. But that, that's why you get the album. You can see what it's like to be in a club. I mean, the, the, the album's great. You guys will enjoy it. So yeah, always mama bear, Spotify, Apple music, Pandora. What are we talking about today? Um, today we're talking about the morning after hookup. Uh, oh, phew. the morning the after pill. hookup. No, <laughs> we're talking about the, the sober sex of Soap the morning sex. after. How do you feel about a morning after hookup? If I like the guy, I'm very into sex. it. Yeah. BBS. I think it's like, it kind of is a sign of if I'm, into, if I'm not like running out of there mm. once I semi-sober up. Sure. I think it's always a good, a good it can be great, I think. It can be great. Because kind of, you're a little more, you kind of know it's, not that you don't know what's going on when you're the night before, but you're more like There's a comfort on level. your game a little bit. Yeah, and you're like, you're just a little looser with the person. Yeah. It's like. Right, you already done it and you're also yeah. like a little bit more like sharp because you're not. My yeah. only issue with the morning after sex is uh, the 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 D is a little more S. It's more what? Se- a little more sensitive. Oh, um, see, this is something I've I've never heard. Yeah, like, I would say morning after sex, like it's my true sexual self. Okay, <laughs> like you know the night. Just like after our makeup is off the next morning. Yeah, right? this is my the, the day, eyelashes are all over the bed. The, the eyelashes are off my dick. Okay. I I don't really have the protection of alcohol that will keep me from the disconnect between mind and penis. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a little bit of a fear. I'm not saying a lot. Like morning after sex, like the morning sex, I'm cool with that. Love it, fun. It does mean you're more comfortable with the person, mm-hmm. but it also means. I am more prone to embarrass myself during that sexual experience than I was the night before when I'm hopped up on the adrenaline and the, and the, you know, the alcohol that helps me last a little longer, be a little bit more of a stud, that type of thing. I think it's a little more intimate too. Of course. Right? Like, like we're two people and they're seeing our bodies in the daylight. Sure. And and there's no fog. (laughs) Right. But do you brush your teeth before? Um, I think no. Yeah. I think you get over that pretty quick. That's interesting though. It's funny that like, you're like, you know, it's funny that all vulnerability, you're like, yeah, fuck it, bad breath, whatever. I feel like in the beginning, it's like, it's like the more like prepping you're doing, like 
like the cleaner it is, the worse it is, or something. Yeah, you, you know want a I mean? little dirt on the. Yeah, yeah on, you want to. You want to feel. I, I enjoy like uh, like morning blowjob like on the list of <laughs> morning things. Beach. <laughs> morning beach. on the list of things like that I want in my life. That's like you know between like love and happiness. It's somewhere in that group. Wow. That was like a love letter to. <laughs> sounds like you're standing at the altar with your penis. Just, just. just I just want to say to you, a morning beach right. is the most beautiful thing <laughs> in the entire world. What about a guy going down on you in the morning? That I'd probably be more self conscious of. Really? I think, yeah. I'd be like, oh. This is just know, straight like up. I'm showered. Mm. I don't. You don't. You definitely feel fresher the night before. But I feel like I'd probably be fine with it as long as it was like gotten into in the correct way. Like, mm. you know slowly well but there is something like yeah like kind of like you're saying with the yeah. with the penis you're kind of like oh like i want to it's harder to like relax in the same way interesting yeah i guess it's a it's a it's a hand and thrust moment instead of a yeah mouth moment i think that's probably better yeah not to say that the other thing couldn't like it could work. happen yeah it's fine it's not out of the question it's just that I feel it's it's a little tougher to get into the to the zone that way let's do the email let's do it so she writes hey j&j i'm newly single and i've been in search of a casual yet semi-consistent hookup <laughs> sounds very uh, that annoys me right away that, <laughs> thank that, you for that, writing in thank you for writing in i appreciate that you listen we need to stop this. This is a this is the most female thing. What does that even mean? I'm newly single. I've been in search of a casual yet semi-consistent hookup. She wants a safe and adventurous thing at the same time. Right. So she it wants. Seems... Yeah, I want to hook up with someone, but I want them to tell me when it's going to be begin and end. And uh, oh, that's called a relationship. Right. I don't yeah. understand what the. I feel like people say this when they're trying to be like cool and not like i don't need a relationship but they really do want a relationship well this is the problem with casual is it's not casual well it's different definitions like <laughs> a guy's version of casual is very different than a female what's, it, version what's of a guy's casual. version of casual um i call you whenever i get a little bit horny and then we figure this out but i don't know you anything i owe at you all. nothing and and if it never if we never spoke again then we're both fine with that like right to her, she's saying, well, I want casual, but I want the guy to like be totally like to, to text me a lot. to text me. Right. Well, to answer my text and tell me that and, and never turn me down. Like that, that's the thing. Like casual right. means that you can't get mad at the other person for saying no to you. You right. can't take it personally. That's casual. Do you ever did, did you you've ne you never take it personally? In casual things? No, because I would be like, hey, you asked. You, you said then you text the next person. Well, you text an ex person. Here, I feel like girl, it's like easier for girls to have one casual, per, casual to them person, whereas guys, sure. something casual means there's a ton of other people, or they're trying for right. other people. I'm yeah. not saying like uh, that. It'd right. be a lie for me to go next one on the list. <laughs> you know, like that wasn't never my experience. Well, you up to? I mean, like the old thing I feel like would be like the guy would send out the you up text to like several people and then just see which one answered. I that's not the case. These guys don't do that. I, I I've never that's been never been my reality. Where the you up text has always been like, okay, here's the person that I'm gonna pursue. Oh, you up? No or no answer. Okay, let's move on to pizza. You know, oh, like okay. it's like Pizza's I took next the shot. Time, okay. yeah. It's not like there's like five girls that you're texting. I think at the there same are time. guys like that, but it's like I don't think it's as much on 
Like what you're describing is cartoonish okay. <laughs> to me. I'm saying not the normal, reality. Not the reality. The normal dude is out there. He's sending the you up text to some girl that is. He's like, I could either eat or have sex or try for this right. sexual experience or it's either Domino's or this girl. Yeah, that's okay. you got you and Domino's are in the same okay. <laughs> thing, which is insulting. But I, I get that. But right. It's kind of the same for us, I guess. Yeah. In the it's, sense, right. It's never like uh, you up. You up, Like, I know a lot of women take it personally. Like, I'm not the you. You think I'm a you up person. It's like. No, you were just the person who keeps responding to me anyways. You were the one that was the closest, you know, you were the closest one to that morning BJ. Would you ever would you ever not text someone who you didn't think was a you up person? That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Okay. Women love categorizing everything in their we lives. Do. Everything. We do. That's my friend I go to when I cry. That's my friend. Oh, and that's my best friend. That's the guy I'm fucking. That's the guy I want to date. That's yeah, guys are look that's at how we live. We're not that we like, organized. That's why we like plans. Yes. yes, no man you're dealing with is as organized as you are about anything. Why would he be as organized as as you are about your relationships? Mm. So if you think of it that way, like like I've never been like like a lot of guys you don't hear them talk about their best friends. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like I have friends that are better friends well, than others. Well, it seems like a like, childish thing to call someone like. This is like I. This is my best. Women do that I, all I the fucking time. I don't know. I guess so. Do you have a best friend? I have many best friends. Well, this is well. They've, there's a group of them. Yeah. But this is the thing. Is there my BFF? Is there someone that is just below that group? My friend. Yeah. My friend, and then my best. I mean, I would. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't be like my best friend. Whatever. I might be like. I might. I mean, like. If someone's like, Not oh, do you know face. that person? If you might, if you, if someone's like, oh, do you know this person? I'd be like, oh yeah, like I actually like, she's like one of my best friends. That's exactly. You would describe yeah. them as a best right. friend. You would never tell them they're best friend. No, I wouldn't be like, you're my best yeah, friend. No, no. <laughs> right. But the description of how you describe guys is in a similar way. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah. We're, we're really close. Like I would say that I talk to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, my dad used to always ask, um, he had this weird. You would say wh- he's one of my best friends, wouldn't you? I, I guess. I feel like that's maybe. that's a way to like, kind of t- like. There's a difference between like, oh, that yeah, I know that this guy. He's a friend of mine. Versus like, he's one of my best friends. Like we're very. I just close. wouldn't categorize it as much as I hear it from. Maybe we do. We do like superlatives. Love it. Yes. Like and, like my, <laughs> it's funny like. Um, my dad, when he would ask me if I knew someone, his mm-hmm. delineation of knowing someone was very male. So I go, he goes, do you know this person? I go, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and then he go, if you passed him in a hallway, would you stop, stop and say hello? Would you do a walking wave? Would you not ignore them or would you not? And I go, I guess I would nod and say hello. They go, oh, so you're friends. I'm like, well, that's not the same. People do that to people in the elevator. That sounds like something that, ha- that a categorization that happened before Instagram. Yeah. It's more like, would you like the picture? Would you like and comment? Yeah, that's funny. That's true. Right? That's the new way. Yeah. Would you, would you tag someone? Would you like, do would, you, you, would you do a birthday post? Yeah. I mean, birthday post. Yeah. That's birthday. It goes birthday feed, birthday post on the regular feed. Best that's friend. A that, that's made of honor. Yeah. Uh, birthday post in the stories over 10 
maid of honor as well. That's a lot of stories. Yeah. It's annoying. BTW. Yeah. No one gives a shit. It's no. kind of annoying. It is one annoying. story post in the wedding party. Beyond that. Yeah. You get uh, one post real. per birthday. Yeah. No one wants to see that. How many are you? Are, so let's say your boyfriend's birthday. What do you got? I did one. I did a story. I one actually had. Story? Here's the. Here's why I did the story is like someone sent me this picture of him from her wedding, which I just mm. like loved, but I had nothing. I didn't have anything to do with it. What am I gonna like show it to people? So yeah, I, yeah <laughs> like yeah. look at this great picture of Mike. We did it. <laughs> that was funny and cute at the sure. same time. Um, you put it away for the, the birthday. It was his birthday, and I was just like, "Happy birthday!" And then like I got to like had an excuse to show off. I of wasn't course. even in the picture. On the feed I wasn't or in the story. In the story. I'm not a lunatic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't even in the picture, yeah. so I didn't even think it was like it could be construed possibly as um, a mm. way to show off a picture of, of myself. Course. This is all about him, right? I love the dad birthday in the stories with an untagged dad. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you could have just yelled for? that into an empty cave. It would have done the same thing. Right. You know? Or like the I hate the I hate the posts with like to the the anniversary posts that are saying how much or the birthday posts that are saying how much the person means to you. It's like just if this were for them, you would have texted it to them. It, or yeah. You, you, this Here's is, happy birthday. This Here's an feels like it was meant for a card. Right. Not a post. Yeah. Who is this for? Who, what is any of this? You're for? trying to show the world yeah. that we're. <laughs> I don't know. We've all gone crazy. Yeah. I, the, I, it, yeah. Let's do, keep doing the email. People. Yeah. This world. <laughs> anyway, we, all we got to was send me consistent hookup. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 10 minutes. We are three words into this. Uh, um, let's start okay. from the beginning. I'm newly single and have been in search of a casual yet semi-consistent hookup. I've got to say something. No, <laughs> I've gone out with a few people that I thought I had connections with that ended up and ending that ended up ending after we hooked up had sex. I hate when people say they hooked up with someone and they just made out. This is her, not me. Um, Now now she's gone on her tangent. Yes. (laughs) The only common thread I can think of is that I actually got an email about this. I'm sorry to interrupt um, about in other countries. Someone was like, I don't understand. We have a lot of international listeners. Mm hmm. And they'll be like, well, what's hooked up versus not? And I go, we're uh, as confused about that as you guys are. Yeah, I think hooked up is very vague. Hooked up is vague enough to have been fucking, but also... Could be a make out. Could be a make out. I would consider make out. Oh, yeah, we hooked up. Would be... A, yeah. I guess now when I hear myself say that, I'm like, that sounds, sounds like sex. weird, but yeah, I think it could be either. It's, I would always... If it was a make out, I would just be like, yeah, we just made out. Nothing else. If, and then if I said hooked up, that means we we're in a bed. Hmm. That's the difference. Interesting. Yeah, we should make it. that rule. That's in a bed rule. means you hooked up. You don't Hooked. have to have to have had sex. Though. No, just in a bed is a hookup. Out of bed, you have make to explain out. what happened. Yes. The only common thread I can think of is that each one asked me to give him head or hook up again in the morning before I left. <laughs> they asked her like, "Will you? Hey, <laughs> do you Will have the time? Yeah. And would you please? This sounds very regal. Go down to me. on me, please. Do me the favor." <laughs> Of sucking on thy Peen. vine this morn. Let me cometh into your mouth immediately. You've just written your uh, wedding invitations. Everyone. You are now invited to the coming of this peen. <laughs> Every time I declined nicely or told them some or told some of them maybe next time type bullshit. But the truth is, I'm. She put maybe next time in quotes. <laughs> maybe next time. Can you blow me? Maybe, Maybe next time. I'll see what the schedule holds. Let me check my portfolio. <laughs> Let me look my Palm Pilot. 
type bullshit. But the truth is I'm either always either hungover, takes a lot of liquid courage to go home with someone, LOL, or tired and feel gross and just don't feel sexy enough to want to do it. Jared, do guys take this brush off seriously? Is not hooking up in the morning at after a deal breaker or had these guys already decided they didn't want to see me again and wanted one last thing out of me jordana is Ugh, that makes it sound so like bad i that's i hear what's why going she on wrote her, it that's what's going on in our minds yeah. is not is my jordana is my not wanting to hook up with them when i'm dead sober an indicator that i don't like these people as much as i thought i did thanks and love the show what do you think yeah that's the question she asked you is the answer to me She's saying she's not. She's going out with these people and getting so fucked up that she's too hungover to even look at a penis. Right. I mean, like, I I mean, which listen, I, I, you don't have to fucking morning hook up. Right. I will say that the, the way she wrote it about the guys, like, are they just trying to get one last thing out of me? To me, when you write an email like this and I appreciate her sending it and she's going to get a different answer from me than she thought she was going to do get, to me, you are using sex as a chip to keep guys. You're using it as a contractual negotiation. You think that because she says, um, she, because she's asking if that's why they're not hooking up with her? Going out with people that I thought I had connections with that ended up after we hooked up, uh, though on like, um, well, like every time I decline, I, but it says like, um, like is not hooking, she wrote the thing, is not my not wanting to hook up with them when I'm dead sober and indicator that I don't like these people as much as I thought. Like it just, to me, like when you write that it's, it's more you going like, and, and then you saying they're trying to get one last thing out of me. Right. Like was this all, well, I think she, yeah, she's asking is that, was this all they were interested in? And is that why they're they're And now they're done. Um, I think that, I think that's a valid question in the sense of like, question, yeah. she's like, okay, like, was that is that an indication that they, that's all these guys were interested in? Since I'm I'm saying no after, I feel like it doesn't have anything to do with that, really. I, I agree with you. Like like either like if they were not going to call her, they would have called her if she did or she didn't. Yeah, and but putting it in the terms of is are they just trying to get one last thing out of me out of the door? It's like mm-hmm. I I guess I, I I don't think they're making the decision. I don't in think they're the thinking bed. of it like that. Yeah, I, I think they're like we're here, we're right. in the bed, we're hooking up. This I'll think great. about whether what I want next after this. Absolutely. Right. I, yeah. I think it's way more. I don't think they're like, well, like I'm never going to see her again. So like I better. Better get that mouth get, on this dick while, right. I, can, while I can. Better you get know, the like, sex. Yeah. That, that doesn't speak to me or my right. experience. Also. Yeah. I could feel like that looking back. I understand right. why she feels well, that way. Well, you can tell back. a story anyway. Sure. You know what I mean? Like everyone. you yeah. got, Two people can take the same like things that happened and just make them into whatever story for, works for whoever their brain is working that day. Totally. So I can see how, like, when she's thinking back on all these dates that never really turned into anything or these guys who seem like they lost interest, that might be, like, one of the explanations that she runs through her head. Yeah, but there's no blowjob. There's no morning blowjob, as much as I said that's the best between love and right. happiness. But there's no morning blowjob that makes me go on another date with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like there's no blowjob good enough to get me off my couch for someone I don't really like. Right. But I think the important thing to note, though, is that you have you probably spend more time analyzing if you really like them after the sex than before. Absolutely. Right. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not sitting there in the after effect going, 
well, the blowjob was great. Right. It's more I, like I now I'm thinking clearly, again. is yeah. this something I'm interested in or not really? Yeah. Now you're thinking, well, the date was, uh, the, the sex was fun, but yeah, I would text her again late night to see if we could just hook up. That's where right. this like, that's where this like, um, this, like we went on one date, we hooked up and then he just wants to meet up late night. It's like, yeah, that's what he's willing to make the effort on. Right. And I think that when she when she asked me, is this, is this not wanting to hook up mean that I don't like them? I think it's more like maybe like the hooking up part and like mm. now makes you sort of worry more about whether they like you then like if, if you hadn't had sex with them yet like let's say this was the night before that happened you might be able to like you might not even care yeah but now because it's there's a, again we've talked about this like the sort of like societal feeling of once you've hooked up with someone then like there's more stakes in it for as you're a girl like it matters more if they're like continuing to contact you or it seems more insulting mm-hmm. if they're not whereas you if you had right, right whereas if you hadn't slept with them yet you might not care as much you also might not like them as much i do think there's like also a chemical thing there i yeah i, I mean, do i think that's an indication it maybe it means you weren't ready to sleep with them yet because you don't feel that comfortable yeah maybe I, and also wouldn't you think that like would it would it would it, the waking up and being sober and being like Ugh, i don't want to hook up with this person isn't that you basically going I don't really like that. Right. Well, I, like, I think it's either I don't really like this person or I don't feel that comfortable with this person. Cause mm. like, I like don't really want to be here or like be intimate with this person. Especially and, if they made you feel like, right. Let me get one before you go. Yeah. You not know? to say, yeah, not to say that like that you made a mistake by hooking up with them or anything, mm. but just maybe like if it's a decision you wouldn't have made sober, then maybe you wouldn't have wanted. And the next morning is when you are sober, like immediately after mm-hmm. you might not have, have be wanting to wait a little longer. Yeah. And I, I think also like a lot of the morning stuff, sex is connected to what's that conversation like that morning, you know, like, right. I think that's like, how does it feel? Does it feel like cozy or does it feel like, <laughs> yeah, to me, sometimes the connection is made more in the bed the next morning than it is the night before. And sometimes the opposite. Sometimes yes. you're like, Oh, like this feels like, we had less chemistry now we, than we, we did. Less, less, yeah, right, we, yeah. There's no more. We can't talk about you know the, the the chips and salsa anymore. Right now that we're not drink like now that we're sober, like there's really not much. Uh, I'm kind of realizing that I'm not actually interested. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that that's you know you're sitting next to someone naked that you didn't know 12 hours before. Mm-hmm. Okay, things can be talked about that maybe wouldn't have been talked about on that date while you're clothed. That's true. So now you're getting to know the kind of the real person and how they operate in a very like animalistic way. And that's where you go, well, this is this isn't someone I like. I agree. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. 
Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows hey j and j coming in hot with an awkward story and an important question about acceptable shall we say terminology in the bedroom terminology all caps i'm a single gal in her late 20s finding myself balls deep in friends weddings lately <laughs> Welcome to your late 20s. I love when women say balls deep. Um, I recently uh, ended up going home after a great wedding and perhaps too many great drinks with guy five-ish years younger than me. All good. No problem there. <laughs> but you know when you're borderline blacked out and then something happens that instantly snaps you into a brief moment of sobriety? Yes, I do know that. <laughs> um, well, we were hooking up and everything was going great. However, he was talking a lot. <laughs> I'm not even sure what he was talking about. But I just found, remember thinking, wow, he is chatty. That's <laughs> <laughs> It was truly distracting. And then he starts enthusiastically repeating over and over, I want to make you nut. <laughs> <laughs> that nut is a male... You don't yeah, nut girl, as a woman. I don't even... What is that even... It, it just means come. Come. Right. Nutting is coming. Right. But not... I think the reason nut exists... Well, let's go with the it's email. because you have nuts. I Well, all, yeah, you're... It's produced from your nut. Right. I got a nut. Like, Someone your verbal... Some... It's a verb version of... Right? That's yeah. The, of like... Or it's in the shape of a nut. Is it? I don't know. I've never slow-mo watched cum come out of a dick. I feel like it's more of a like aerodynamic line. Maybe? Sometimes you're a shooter. Sometimes you're a, uh, a dripper. Um, I, literally on laughed, that note. <laughs> I literally laughed out loud the first time he said it. He was not trying to be funny. No, I, 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 <laughs> I know he wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> this was serious. I've never heard any dude say nut in reference to a female orgasm. I'm with her. It was unreal. So what do you guys think? Is nutting in the lexicon of acceptable dirty talk? Let me know. P.S. I nutted. 
Tough. So he got her where she needed to go. Tough nut to crack. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of this. I, I find the first part kind of funnier, almost like the Planters fact that he, pain. the fact that he won't stop talking. I uh, yeah, that's. So I funny. feel like that it, it annoys me so much when like someone in real like in person, yeah, just like in a meeting won't stop talking, Ugh. and I can only imagine you must hate me on this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean no, because here's the thing: you have whenever you when you speak, you have something to say. But there's sure. some people who speak just to speak, yeah, because word they like, vomit. right, they just speak. And if you speak, and those people are usually annoying, not even just just because they're talking so much. But mm. because the longer that you speak, the higher chance you have of just saying something weird or stupid. Do yeah, you know well, I mean? their their game. It's like uh, you, you know, it's a Michael Scott quote where he's like, "Sometimes I start a sentence and I have no, no idea, idea where, where it's, it's going to go." Yeah. It's like some people think if I both. What you're saying is true, but it's also what they think is like, if I keep going long enough, I'll come to a point where people go, oh, right. You know, like, yeah, we're land. like, right. If you, I'll stick number, the I think it's a numbers game. Yeah, no, right. I'd rather quiet with something good to say. Yes. That's like, I told you my favorite Gandhi quote. Yes. What is, is it? Uh, don't speak unless you can improve upon the silence. That's yeah. This guy did not improve upon the silence. Yes. What, what was the name you just gave it? The. The tough nut to crack. Tough nut to crack. What do you uh, think? The nutty professor. The nutty <laughs> no professor's prof- fun. There's no professor, but uh, uh, planter's penis. I like that planter's J- penis. J- <laughs> uh, uh, that's clever. Choosy, ju- choosy dudes choose Jeff. I don't know. I'm trying to think of peanut. Why do you think he was saying he just thought it was funny or he thought maybe no, he thought that was like an this actual is how term? he speaks about coming in his own terms. So he f- made the mistake of using this is like this is going to be like the guy who this reminds me of I feel like if you're saying that like a guy who would like see a girl when he was like on a date with you and be like, look at those boobs or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, just, where it's like, you don't know your audience. It's like sometimes <laughs> sometimes Jess Jess will be like, you're so handsome. And I'll go, you're handsome. <laughs> so annoying it's so annoying it's, it's, but it's yeah. funny how the word changes the whole dynamic of it right like, it's a, it's like in when you're in spanish and it's like at the end of a male word we put o at the end of a female word right. we put a nut is on the male side of things yes what would you rather a guy say like if i want to make you come yeah that's that's fine what about climax is that too scientific that's a little, that's a little like uh yeah sciency I'd like to make you climax. It's right. a little nerdy. Um, is there any other words? Ejaculate is I'd bad. Love for, I would love for you to ejaculate right yeah. now, please. Uh, I've done the equation, and you will ejaculate into my mouth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wouldn't like that. It sounds nerdy. Um, like, yeah, I think the com-, com is the only one that's really... Yeah, I mean, for, for a girl, man, for, I'm trying to think of like what would bother for, me. Here's what bothers men for female words. Okay. okay? Let's hear that. That's a good When you describe a male body with female parts, it's very degrading. Give me an example. Look at your boobs. What? So like a, oh, you have man boobs. In sex? Just in general. Okay. I'm saying out oh. of sex, oh. the words that would... like That just seems rude. Like the word moist bothers right. women. I'm saying right. if you were like, oh, look at your tummy. Like, no, 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 like, say stomach. Tum tum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tum tum. Or look at your, oh, you have a belly. Like, the word belly. 
I don't know um, if that's a female word, but sure. But I'm saying that's yeah. a that's a word that if a woman right. said to a no, man, no, I see that. If, I mean, if a man said a, a male sounding word to talk to, yeah, to me. you're so my, handsome. I remember my dad once told my sister that she looked like a linebacker in a certain <laughs> shirt, and she would like stormed out of the room. He like thought it was like that's a degrading he, he term. He thought it yeah, was yeah. funny because like she was wearing some weird shirt or something, and she was like. Hard, well, like didn't speak to him for like linebacker a week. Yeah. also is infers big right well that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's like for you like boob obviously yeah, yeah. like just say chest or, right like it's funny when so when a woman says boob about someone a guy's chest you've actively ag- a- averted the word peck <laughs> like the, yes. the word that would make it sound strong no one says peck though i'm just saying yeah you know like chest there just okay. say chest there but, you go I want to make you nut. I don't like it. Red flag deal breaker. I think that the nutting part is a red flag. The talking part, I would have to be out. I, I, it's too much talking. Some people love talking. Some people do. I don't mind a little bit of talking, but it has like, to be like well-placed yeah, and like that. sparing. I like <laughs> it when it's surprising. Right. Like I always like it when it's like, you know, like if done one, right, it's very it's very good. I mean, amazing. It, if you say the right word, I will come on the word. Like, <laughs> what's, the, I, what's the word? <laughs> I, I mean, well, there's a lot of things. A lot of times, um, like if don't stop makes me come. Interesting. It, it's like this weird. So it's the best way to get you to stop is, <laughs> is to say don't stop, right? Because it's like, oh wow, I'm pleasuring this person. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Done. Like, <laughs> wow, that sounds like a very counterintuitive thing to say. I, I know. Well, I'm saying I'm like, I've even said to, you know, you know, to Jess, I've been like, just stop. Say, say nothing. Just don't say it. <laughs> don't well, say that's what I'm it. saying. Words are tricky because you could. Uh, well, or sometimes it, it could, you could be you could be go, it could be going well until you say something weird and then it puts like a weird. Yeah, I want to make you nut. There you go. <laughs> it's like that's something yeah, I that think we're, that, ah! I think the excessive talk, especially early, is like a bad sign for me. I'd be out. Yeah, I. I like talking. I like I like creative You're freedom. Doing, that's how you recorded always, Mom Bear. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> me talking. Yeah. yeah, I I I just I I think it's hot. I think the there was one time in my past that girl a girl called me Poppy. Interesting. And. I almost shit my cum. It came out so hard. I you was, like that? I was Is that like it daddy right and like Spanish? I, poppy. It was just, yeah, it was a Spanish. It was very, but it felt very uh, authentic to the person. Right. It, it wasn't, wasn't like, like a It wasn't Jewish Rachel Blumenfeld. From Long yeah, 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 Rachel Camp. Ow, Poppy. <laughs> it wasn't like that. My pop pop. <laughs> oh, Bubby. <laughs> Zadie, yeah. oh, my Zadie. Saba, Zaba, Saba is like a is like a Hebrew word for. <laughs> oh, Abba! <laughs> it wasn't that. It was ooh, you know, it was like a right. You know, it was that, in the right context. That makes the That's what I'm saying. You got it has to be like done right. It can't just be yeah. like speaking because we're like we're it's gonna spe- match you. Yeah, yeah. We all know dishonesty, right? You know, like. That's the beauty of the internet. No one it really can authentic. lie. You know when someone's being authentic. Right. And it's like, uh, it's like, ooh, poppy. Mm-mah. Perfect. I just kissed my hands like, I, uh, like an Italian chef. There you go. I feel like I'm back in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's do some emails. Okay. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. All right. Rate, review, subscribe. Tag a bitch. 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 All right. Let's do it. Hi, J&J. Love the podcast. I've been a diehard fan for over a year now. Hope you guys come back to Chicago so I can attend a show. I've been dating my boy. Hold on. You didn't come to the first one? Immediately annoyed. I'm a diehard fan. You upset Jared. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, stop this email well, now. The Chicago show sold out. So uh, maybe, maybe they the, couldn't get tickets. The, but, uh, diehard. Yeah. Don't call yourself a diehard. Yeah. We'll believe it when we see and it. And don't send those emails from Nashville, Miami, Orlando, and we Atlanta. We don't want to hear them. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. No, 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 There are people who fly into cities for this show. And the show, let me just say something about the live show. It's good. Okay, it's not just us sitting there doing this podcast. We have events. We're bringing people on stage. It has life. It has laughter. It has love. All right, let's Aww. do it. Um, I've been dating my boyfriend since June, but we've known each other for, for years because we went to high school together. I hadn't seen him since senior year of high school until he walked into the same CFA prep class with me. Anyway, he's really great and constantly tells and shows me how much he likes me when we're together. The issue is his texting. To preface, he does not text during the workday, and if he does, it's maybe one to two times every couple of hours. After work, it's a little better, but most nights he'll also take an hour or so to answer. I think his fastest responses are when I send him pics before bed. Shocker. 
We're 23 and only see each other like twice a week or so. But if we aren't texting, then I have no idea what he's even up to during the week. That's not saying I think he's up to anything, anything shady. I just genuinely like to know how his day is and stuff. There's also so many random things that I really wanted to want to tell him about during the day that I know he'll love or laugh at and I'll go text him. But then realize he still hasn't answered my last text from a couple hours ago. So I just don't tell him. We just had our first discrepancy over his texting habits when he completely missed a text from me about our plans to go to a Blackhawks game. The original plan was to go with my parents so they could meet for the first time. <laughs> you missed it. Oh first time. And he said, <laughs> never, mix it, never misses a picture. Happens to miss the, the one the parent parents meetings text. text. Yeah. The original plan was to go with my parents so they could meet for the first time. And he said yes and was really excited. But two days before the game, I found out we only had two tickets. So it was just going to be me and him. I texted him, letting him know and asked if he wanted, if he still wanted to go. He responds two hours later, answering a completely different text I had sent earlier. At this point, I've been kind of fed up with his horrible texting habits. So I decided not to text him again about the game. Then the day before the game, he asked about the, the, the plan about meeting my parents. And I told him I just gave the two tickets to my parents. He acted like this wasn't a big deal at all. And he didn't even acknowledge sees screenshots and I proceeded to take a screenshot of the convo, meaning to send to my friend and send it back to him. Uh-oh. Oops. Such a rookie move, but at least it forced us to address the fact that I was upset. His initial response really hurt my feelings, basically saying he like he gets why I'm upset and that he's not going to change. Am I overreacting? I'm re- trying really hard to not take this personally, but I'm also sending this to you guys on a Friday where we are supposed to have plans after work, but he still hasn't texted me about it. He'll likely text me at four, like 4.30 when he leaves work, but come on, seriously? Any advice you have would be appreciated, even if it, it's that I'm crazy. Thanks. Mm. Should we read the text? Yeah, let's... Uh Let's let's do let's read the text. I, I, I'm I'm curious as the order. Okay. Um. So she said, "I'll be her." Okay. Be him. You have every right to be mad at me. That wasn't cool at all. I think she's referring to sending the screenshot. Okay. Um. It honestly isn't even a big deal. I just hate how bad of a texter you are sometimes. Ha ha. <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine someone laughing at that. Yeah, I don't know what he's laughing at. That's how he laughs, and that at, at the weirdest things. Right. Just how bad a text you are sometimes. Ha ha. <laughs> Not in the slightest bit mad, and I get how you would be upset. And I'll be honest, I think it's a lot of fun hanging out with you and talking to you. But if that's something that really bothers you, I don't know what to tell you. This is like the meanest text I thought. It's pretty cold. It's pretty fucked up, I think. But anyway, I, I don't know if it's fucked up because I'm like. It's like, is, aren't they dating? Isn't this his girlfriend? It's his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just saying this to your wife. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I, I have, you know, I but like, I, I like hanging with you, but yeah, if you're, you Things know, are cool, but, you know, if this, if is, this if, bothers if, you. If this where the road ends, I can know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm with you that it's cold, but here's the thing. She didn't write something very, here's what she didn't write. He used to be a good texter, and now he's a bad texter. Did she say that? No. I'm saying right. this is who he might be. Right. You know, so I understand where it's annoying where he's like, work is over. Take out your phone. Like, I don't act like that. I'm on my phone all fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's. Okay, let's go through. It. I, and then he says, oh, no, and then I say it, it doesn't usually, but sometimes it doesn't feel like you even want to talk to me. So I'm like, do I even respond? I don't know. I can tell you that I honestly have never felt that way. She love, emo- she love reacts to the, the comment. She hearted that shit up. Yeah. 
I think if you were ever upset or mad too, I'd rather have you tell me than discovering it from a text that meant to go to someone else. Fair. That's a fair response. That's fair. I know. I'm just overthinking per usual. I understand why you don't text a lot either. I'm just getting used to it. I need to be better about that. I'm sorry. Sad smiley face. Um, It's not fair to share that stuff with anyone, but if it makes you feel any better though, it was just Mia. Sounds like he doesn't care at all and she just keeps apologizing. Sorry. Yeah, he wrote, <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, a laugh, right? <laughs> it's okay. I'm not too worried about that part of it. I wish I was better about my phone, honestly. LOL. Me too, kissy face. I'll try and slow it down though. Ha ha. You don't have to. Okay, okay. So on to another note. What you up to tonight? Um, what are your feelings about that? like the, to go back to what I was saying the uh, right. just before this is he's basically saying this is who I am I've never been anybody different to you right and she's this has bothered her the whole time but she's never said anything about yeah. it yeah and I'll say this I, I'll relate my own relationship to this mm-hmm. I'm on my phone all the time okay I'm a very good texter quote unquote um, when we tape this podcast I put my phone away to have full attention on the matter at hand, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When I come back to my phone, Jess is basically having a full-on conversation with herself. herself. <laughs> okay. So that's what I love about her. You know, that's what I, I like. Like, like. there's never... As opposed to what? As opposed to like what this girl's doing, which sounds very 23 of her. It's a little passive-aggressive. It's passive-aggressive. It's also her being like... And I have things to say, but I'm not saying them because, and it's like, anytime you get, um, she's like creating like a manipulated situation with herself. Exactly. Right. And, and and that happens when you become, she's passive. playing games with herself. Exactly. Right, yeah. and, and he that, doesn't seem to care no, at all. At all. Right? He's going, I check it twice a day. I, I, I go to work and this is how I work. Well, here's what I think is his, his response about like, I like hanging out with you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I think that response, I agree with you, isn't that messed up, just given the fact that she didn't say how she really felt, right? But, but this is my... Well, she, yeah. Because what she didn't, what she should have said is like, hey, like, I know that you like don't like to be on your phone a lot when you're working, but like sometimes if you... But it actually affects me when I'm like trying to text you, but an actual plan and you're not answering and then I can't actually make the plan and then and then we miss cool opportunities like potentially going to this game together or I feel like I can't get in touch with you. That seems weird since we're dating. But that's again her fault. I'm not. Why is I, that her fault? She could have that that game situation. She could have been like, "Hey, I need an answer. I need an answer. Hey," and right. then exclamation point uh, reaction to the text about her you parents just giving the text. Him until- if you guys are together, there's no amount of texting that can make turn me that can turn him off if right. he likes you right so you have to stop being afraid of getting dumped and start Especially, acting I like mean, yourself that's, that's true of course obviously if it's about something that's like an actual logistical thing like if you are yeah. you can annoy someone yes but like, it's not right. hey did you see the meme did you see the meme did you see the meme right no it's, it's like hey like i need to know like what's going on my with parents this, i'm gonna know. give the tickets to my parents if you don't answer right now right and it's like she sounds like she's like afraid that he's gonna like She's not saying what she wants because she wants to like be. You know what they say at the what's casino, the word? like amenable or. She's trying not to lose. She's 
She's trying not to rock the boat so he doesn't, he's not like, all right, well, well like, you're annoying me, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know what they say in the casino? Scared money never wins. Right. So a lot of people date like that. Right, they she's go, dating like she's playing with her rent money. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, listen, if he dumps you, you're going to be fine. You're right. going to pat your, you're going to have a good cry. You're going to dust off your jeans and you're going to get right back out there. You're a strong person and it's going to work out for you. Right. And it'll be more attractive if you're like, if you say what you want instead of like, I hey, th- I'm so yeah. sorry to have bothered you. <laughs> yeah. but like, she's like, I'm so sorry to have bothered you with those yeah. texts. Um, uh, very uncool of me. Um, would love it if you could text me back maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, say no, what no, no. you like. You, it's okay to say like in a relationship, I expect, I do expect you to answer a question that I have within a certain reasonable amount of time. That's not a crazy thing to say. Or have and, a reason right, for not doing right. that. Right, and then I think if you said, but if she said that and then he said, I'll be honest, I think it's fun hanging out with you, but I'm, <laughs> then you're yeah. like, oh, he doesn't really care enough exactly. to like to like do something that's very rational and normal. Because what you asked- Because she presented her, it wrongly. Her, present, her presentation- at the top of the the title page said you take too long to text right when the title page should have said you didn't answer a question i need answered and it felt like i was being ignored right that's what he and then if he said that thing to that that would be totally different then it would be like like more like i agree with your initial thing that it wasn't that fucked up but if she had said that then this would be a good response but she didn't say what she actually wanted to say absolutely and if and even going back if she was like hey Hey, Blackhawks, Blackhawks, parents, parents, I'm being annoying. I'm being annoying. Right. Like, if you just answer me, this will go away. <laughs> yeah, this will go away. Exactly. Like, right. I, I'm, I know I'll go back to my phone if, like, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, Jess will ask me a question, then we'll start talking about something else, and then she'll exclamation point the question she asks. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing I care about right now. I don't care about what was funny on the way home. Right. You you know, know, the like, here's the thing I need answered, like, immediately. And I don't think that makes you, like, annoying to... to I would never end. Say something that's ever important en- to you. Nobody's ever ended a relationship right. with someone they like. And even like. if he doesn't like agree, if he cares, he'll try a little harder. Sure, but that doesn't mean try a little harder. Doesn't mean he's going to become this different texter. Right, but it might mean that he might if, if he's if she's like, well, uh, from now on, I'm going to just question mark anything that I really need answered quickly. That would change him, right? If he cared, and if he wouldn't do if he wouldn't do that, you would know he wouldn't care because I think people need to stop worrying about how much they text someone. I think like that is not something everyone here text someone, you know, will annoy them. <laughs> well, I, you know, everyone right now, pick up your phone and text the person that what you really wanted to say. Like, I mean, because we're not texting things we want to say because the answer is immediate, mm-hmm. you know, in conversation, you can dance around things right. and kind of say the, uns- you kinda- and it can be, a- it can be analyzed over text and it can be text is you're going to get a yes or no, whether you like it or not. And a lot of people are just, Going through life, avoiding getting dumped. Right. Or they're not addressing the vagueness of someone with, of what someone's saying. Like so people do respond vaguely, but you can easily go and be like, so are you actually in or are you out? Yeah. And anytime <laughs> you play this game that she tried to play where it's like, well, now I'm not even going to send the thing I want to send. It's like, right. Or I gave the tickets to my parents and he doesn't even care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what, She's what like, I'll you? show him. I gave the tickets away. <laughs> it's like, okay. So we're doing dinner. Like, oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. So I guess we're staying in. Right. Know, like, well, listen, people, this was fun. UUP at Betches.com. We'll be right back. We're going to be right back. But listen, those text conversations, those are the ones we want for the live shows. I love doing those. So UUP, uh, what is it? What's the 
UUP live at Betches.com to send in any of your screenshots that you want to maybe bring on stage with us. Mm-hmm. Miami, Orlando, up live. Nashville. If you're a guy, send us your dating app makeover. And we'll be back with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Van Ness. That's a tough name to say. Jonathan, That's why he goes by JVN, I think. JV, is that why? I think so. It's easier. It's a good first question. JVN, yeah, we will coming ask. up. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable. And yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. And we're back with Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> is this how I learned how his name is pronounced? Right? You have to linger on the S? Linger on the S. Yeah. That's great. Um, he, you may know him from Queer Eye or from Instagram or from just his general amazing self. I discovered you through Queer Eye and I was like obsessed with the show. I never cry during any shows ever and I watched that show and I was like bawling. It was amazing. Oh my God, I'm glad you had a cathartic moment. I did. I felt like I was like there. Um <laughs> Getting made over myself. You a makeover for your soul. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. And you have a new book out. I do. Very exciting. It is. It is called Over the Top: A Raw Journey to Self Love. If you were going to tell people about the book, what would be you know what's the first thing you would tell people? Um, I would tell people that it is a it's it's really a memoir. It's a joyful um, it's a joyful story that is really like written in my voice. But um, when I say joyful, I mean that like I think you know like life is very much a spectrum of like all the, like this range of emotions, like ranging from like joy and exuberance to like, you know, tragedy and devastation. And, um, I definitely have experienced like a wide array of all of those things. And really this book is, it was my opportunity to kind of show you like the deeper story of like how I became, um, this, you know, this very happy go lucky, like shiny, happy, excited, um, you know, hair and makeup expert on, um, queer eye. And, uh, so that was really kind of like what the book was about. And, And, you know, I, just knowing and seeing the, the kind of the interviews you've done already, you get into, you know, heavy topics and it's, you know, talking about HIV and talking about, you know, drug use and stuff like that. How do you want people was, did you want to like comfort people who are going through that? Did you feel like telling your story? Was that? Well, um, I think, 
Yes. And no, I mean, I think really it's that I think what I really wanted to get across is I, first of all, I wanted to talk about, you know, my journey and uh, kind of use this as an opportunity for me to kind of like heal and put all of my experience like in one place. So a part of it was like me processing my own, my own journey. Um, another part, bit of it was that I, I did want to show people that or just kind of share with people that I had been through things that I had been afraid of and terrified of my whole life and, and kind of once having that thing happen that I was so scared of realizing that that was really just like the beginning of my life. It wasn't this, mm. it wasn't a death sentence. It wasn't something that I really needed to be so scared of. And I think that the way that HIV stigma has shown up in my life, especially since, you know, contracting HIV, I realized, um, you know, how much the narrative around like living with HIV has shaped like the stigma. And um, it just, it's, you know, really so unfair. And it's interesting because I did come out about my HIV status in this book, and that is I wanted to be open about my HIV status, mm. and I felt that I was ready to talk about it in this book. And, you know, writing this book last year and into the beginning of this year, it's been a really long journey. But, like, um, there's so much more to this book than my HIV status. There is sure. so much more, you know, to me than uh, the 18 minutes that you would see of me on Queer Eye, and there's certainly more to me than you would see in the headlines that have been associated with this book. Mm -hmm. So it really is just an opportunity for if you are interested in me or are interested in, in, you know, who is that person and why is he so over the top? Well, this is your answer. Well, it's funny <laughs> you say that because, like, I even texted a friend who I knew had done the tour with you. And I was like, you know, just give me. And he's like, I love Jonathan. He's great. And then he tells me the story about you doing a backflip on stage. And he's like, he does it all, you know, which is that's a renaissance you know, man. A renaissance. Yes. Well, I only really do what I'm passionate and inspired by. Yeah. Like I, I don't do it all, all because if I'm not interested in it, it's really hard to get me to go. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bring up the heavy topics because we, this is a dating podcast and we get an email a lot and we speak to it from our own experiences, but I think it would be helpful to people who listen. Right. We get a very specific email where it's like, I'm going through this one thing. Sure. Let's read I'm it. Me I'm meeting somebody. How do I, you know, how do I reveal, reveal this vulnerable these thing about this, myself? This whether horrible it's, thing. Sometimes it's people who are like, I've uh, been, you know, in, I've been like, in, in an institution or I've been, uh, I have herpes or I have something like that. And how do I reveal this to my partner? I want to date, but I also don't feel like I can date because I, I don't know how to tell people these things with, without feeling like they're going to run away from me. And especially speaking to where you said, it's like not a, you know, this isn't the end. This is what makes me. So how do you. You know, in your dating experience, how's that, how's that been? You know, I talk about what kind of dating has been like for me in my 20s and, and you know, what, you know, what HIV has brought into the equation of an already very, like, nuanced package, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I think dating is difficult enough, like, when you're a queer person or you're just any person, period. Um, yeah, so... I think really for me, HIV has uh, caused me to like date the most important person and really get to know the most important person and really invest in the most important person, which is myself. Mm. And I think that too often, I mean, even the reason like no offense, but like why we have a podcast about like love and dating is because like we are, it is shoved down our throats from the time we were born that like if you aren't dating or in love with someone, then like your life is less valid, less needed, less worthy, For sure. less important. Like if, if you're not with a partner with kids or whatever, then like you have failed somehow at like what your purpose was in life. I think culturally, religiously, socially, like that we're really given that message so through and through like so often. And I think that that need 
it has really drove like a deep insecurity in me and really drove like this feeling of like not loving myself and this feeling that like I on my own wasn't enough. Mm. So I'm still kind of unpacking that and dealing with that and um, really working on like falling in love with myself and leaving behind that feeling that I'm not perfectly enough by myself. And, and you know, that's important for people to hear because we're all like works in progress. Of course. You know, I mean, I want to, that, that kind of brings me to the email that we got. Then we want to read that here. You yeah. can send it in UUP at Betches.com. Um, yes. I'm going to read it for us and Great. we'll go over uh, it. So. Yes. Hi, J&J. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say how much I love the podcast. I always seem, find myself cracking up on the train every Wednesday while receiving strange looks from strangers who are wondering why a random girl is laughing to herself because my AirPods hide within my hair. Okay. Shameless flex. Not sorry. That's not fine. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> Anyways, I never thought I'd be right, uh, be someone to write into this podcast for advice or put some input or for some input on sexuality. But here we go, folks. All my life, I'm 24, I've been exclusively dating men. Lots of them have been assholes, but all of my serious relationships have been with men, and I've pretty much have considered myself straight. I simply never saw women in that kind of light, or so I thought. Just recently, I met a girl at a mutual friend's party and was immediately attracted to her on a level that was more than just friends. She was absolutely stunning, and I had never felt this type of way towards someone before, let alone a woman. We really connected and spent the night talking and occasionally exchanging looks to one another while our group was about oh, bar I'm so habit. turned on right now. Right? <laughs> is this like, this, this, this is like, I'm like reading this like sweating a little bit. I, it's it's really like what I've been praying every day would happen to my mom at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So there's hope. There's yeah, hope. We, you know, yeah. So she writes. I've been me. really wanting my mom to like develop like a little bit of like pansexuality, a little bit of bisexuality. I want my mom to have like a very intense covered bridges of Madison County affair mm. that lasts and works out, like that really works long term. I want that for her. I, I kind of wanted my. I didn't mom, mean to interrupt. I wanted no, that not. to be You're no. Good. I wanted that to be my mom too. My mom's been married like six times to like various men. And I'm like, mom, why don't we try women? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's I want it. that because they had repressed sexuality. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they like when our moms were growing up. I feel like they weren't allowed to really like explore right? like their wild like lady on lady urging. But even in this in I this email, don't you like? Didn't this email bring you to like an early nineties? I interrupted. I didn't mean to. I want to hear the rest please. of it. Okay, so here we go. We didn't exchange numbers that night, but I got that excited. Well, first of all, if you're gonna you know have a lesbian love affair, can we please get her number? That's get, let's the first get some lesson. numbers. Well, thank God for 2019. We didn't exchange numbers that night, but I got I got that excited butterfly feeling when I. I woke up to see that she followed me on Instagram. Ooh, the follow. Some background info on her before continuing on. She is bisexual. I asked yes. our mutual friends, LOL. I'm really nervous to make a move or anything because I've never come across these feelings before. I've told a few of my friends who have been nothing but supportive and accepting and suggested I should just ask her out to hang out by grabbing lunch or coffee and make it casual at first. I'm still very much attracted to men as I still enjoy chatting with guys on dating apps and dating, but I've never felt this way about a girl before and really hope you guys can shed some light on the topic this given uh that i've never heard anyone on the podcast writing about questioning their sexuality yet or maybe i missed that episode also it's national bye week so maybe this is a good topic to discuss or mention looking forward to uh, what you guys have to say thanks so much so love Jonathan, it. this is a great email love it very 2019 it's yeah. all it's got it all technology yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, as I think about that, this is the fantasy that I've been wanting for my mom. I realize that this is also the fantasy that my mom has been having for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so not literally because I think she's like totally fine with me being she is fine with me being gay. But I do know that she's probably prayed a lot to Jesus, too. And I'm quoting here like 
maybe someday you will find like the desire of a woman in your heart. Like so you'll, that's a, you'll realize you changed. Well, yeah. I think that is the interesting thing about sexuality though is I do think that sexuality can be fluid. I do think mm-hmm. that people can have like, I mean, I don't think that like, I definitely think that like we are born with like a, with an orientation for sure. Or like have, you know, some sort of leaning towards like whatever your orientation is. But bisexuality is a gorgeous orientation and you can be bisexual and like absolute and you're, like bisexual people are not confused. It is an orientation. There are people that are attracted to both sexes and different rare or different mm-hmm. degrees of attraction. So, um, Do you feel so like it's a like, spectrum. Yeah. Do like there's like, there's a whole yeah. range of bisexuality. I, mean, I think for me, like I, um, am, you know, very much like I love penis. I love big dicks, small dicks. Mm. Like, you know, I've, I haven't met a color of a dick that I haven't liked over the age of 25 yet. I really the do just love them. I really do love them. Yeah. And while I really appreciate the human form of vaginas and breasts, and I think that, you know, women are just a beautiful, I do, I've, I've not ever met a woman where I really was at all curious about sticking like my face down. I haven't, like not mm. going down. It's just, I feel the I've, same way about women. I haven't had that sexual, or that feeling yet. Yeah. But maybe someday I am, I will, maybe I could be like but a little maybe bit Maybe attracted to like an aura of someone like that's kind of you know this person right. obviously oh, I am was very dr- much attracted to auras of people already right now but that feeling of really wanting to like let's bump our private parts mm. together I've never had that for a lady maybe I will but I think that basically what our friend here is saying she's realizing she's a got a little bit of bisexual curiosity mm-hmm. which is so healthy honey and I say make like Dora the Explorer and go on this date, go on yeah. this casual date. Explore your bisexuality. I mean, the Instagram follow doesn't is is, is is doesn't have to be gay, straight, lesbian, whatever. The Instagram follow matters. Like, I I think she should trust in the instinct right. that I she mean, has. There's a this woman followed of, right. her the oh. next day, felt something. Why does it have to be a little bit? I I think it's absolutely a little bit of something. An Instagram follow absolutely. something. Right. That's, That's not nothing. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. So I I but I think the to me I mean how would you approach like if you had this happen is because she's talking casual her friends are saying go for coffee to me i'm into coffee you're i'm into, into casual coffee? yeah because if we if if, if we're going to hang out cuz you're coming over to my house or whatever like it's going to be like yeah, we're just like going to make out and we're going to do something and then it's like okay like we know each other's like private parts now so it's like mm. you know what else do they really chat about yeah. and while sometimes <laughs> it's good to t- start a relationship like that because i have had lots of clients who like met their person at a bar and went home with each other and they like lived happily ever after but I don't think that's like the most. I think it's good to make to start casual because we got to okay. like, we got to see if we like them or not. I also feel like if it's like new sexual territory, it's better to like go slow and sort of like kind of feel the person out, see if it's still there after you're. Do you think that might them. confuse things though, or you know, I don't know. Would it, if she met up with someone for coffee and was like, "Oh, well, we're just friends," you know, is there a way to put it out there that she's like, "This is sexual to me." So when you go on a date with a woman, do you like to take her on a first date and take her to coffee and say like, hey, I just want to be clear. This is sexual to well, me right now. <laughs> this casual date is sexual. This is leading to sex. Yeah, well, no, I don't think that she needs to do that because there is, okay. a, you can, you don't need to clarify and heterosexual. Like, this is a, I think that this is leading to me getting laid. Well, I don't the think- difference would be if I met someone on a dating app, then the the house within this meeting happened is a dating 
you okay, know, let's say that you made, let's say that you follow me on Instagram, right? Okay. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like this Instagram follow must mean something. He's totally following me, but I don't really know. So then sure. I'm like, so I'm like, let's go get coffee. He's like, I don't know what your orientation is mm-hmm. or whatever. So we get coffee. What I would perform is it's called the forearm test. Let's hear this it. This is exactly this is the information. We need, we need test. I don't know if I don't know what someone, what their orientation is. And I'm too afraid to ask right off the bat. I'll just do this little like. Oh, you touch and see if they lean into the forearm. And you recoil. Okay. I'm feeling like, okay, I am not going to ask because I feel like I have my answer. Okay. Oh, I thought it was like a four-part thing. If they thing, lean no. into the forearm, if they it. lean into my forearm, then I'm like, so. That is a great test. That is a great. You and then maybe the next question. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like forearm test and then. That if they stay, like then, I'm gonna, then I'll the bring up the conversation. Then I'm I'm gonna gonna moves towards sexuality, yeah. moves towards yes. sexualness. Yes, yes. If they recall and their body language is telling you no, then you mm. gotta. Then it's like, oh, I don't. They're not. <laughs> if they turn into Usher, yeah. say, saying no, then you know. But but that's good for guys. You could also girl, just rip up the bandaid too. You could just rip up the bandaid and be like, "Are you attracted to me?" But I mean, if someone looked at me square in the face and said, "Like, are you attracted to me?" I feel like I'd be like, "Ew." Right. Why are you like like yeah, this the wine and dime? You like pick yeah. up the bill and like you know. Right. You yeah. need there's a subtlety to sexuality yeah. too. Oh my god. There's like a yeah. pay for the bill and then ask the me immediately to hang out again as soon as we're done. I love that advice. Like Can that. we play a little red flag deal breaker? Is that yes. cool? Let's, Let's play some it. games. Go for it, Jordan. Let's see. All right, first one. They use an old unplugged mini fridge on its side with a blanket thrown over it as a TV stand. No. You're Deal out? Deal breaker. Yeah. Deal breaker. My TV is literally on a that's box you. right now. Well, that's, like a box. That's not a refrigerator, He's though. like, that's not why refri- I haven't done the forearm lean-in. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah, he's like, I can tell I don't want to be a part of this mess. Uh, I agree. I'm, I'm too old for that. You're out? Yeah, maybe if I was in college, it'd be okay. No. I, I couldn't judge someone worse than <laughs> I would judge myself. I literally have it on a moving box right wow. now. That's different than a side tipped over unplugged mini fridge. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> I think that's worse. Good. Okay. okay. They brush their teeth four times a day. Oh, I'm in. You're in. Oh, I don't think that's a red flag at all, honey. What's We're wrong with They're going hygiene? to the bathroom mid-coffee date and being like, I'll be back in a second, and then they pull out a toothbrush toothpaste? Yeah. I'm I into to, it. I used to work in an office. Makes where, me want to fuck. Really? Makes me want to suck your dick. <laughs> Brushing your teeth four times a day. Oh you probably don't have. You yeah. probably don't have chlamydia. You probably don't have chlamydia or gonorrhea. You you're really penis. on top of. You're really on top of your self care. I bet you see your doctor every two months, yeah, honey. Yeah, well, that's true. That full true. panel every two months, honey. That's sexy to me. Let me yeah. suck that clean mouth peen. That's a good yeah. point. I was gonna say red flag, but now that you said that, I'm kind of into That's it. It's not a red four flag. Four times yeah. a day, that is a clean day. I want to do some other clean things for you. Like day, I'm dirty though. I, you know, if I, a V, you know, like I, if a girl was doing that, I never thought of it as like re- revealing the rest of their body. But there would be a thing with me, like with a woman brushing her teeth four times a day, a little bit would be like, oh, this is gonna be missionary, nothing else. Doesn't that speak to you? No, because maybe she got so fucking out there and it got so out of control that she had to brush her teeth four times a day because if she didn't she's been going hard yes too much cum breath yes that's happened Uh, to me (laughs) or even maybe it was butt breath maybe she wants to eat your butthole that, Four times there a day. You go. Listen, that, uh, I'm that, at that point, it's like Cupid hit me right in the back. Okay, let's do All one right, more. Wait, is that a right. sexual manner? You, you like it when ladies like kind of want to play with your butt? Uh, 
He I'm does. The, I'm That's the Rosa, his thing. I'm the Rosa Parks of male ass play. Straight, you know, this is, so I've been talking about like, this for years. So you're kind of, so if a lady and you guys are like kind of hooking up and she wants to like kind of like explore the outside of your butthole with her finger or even like eat your ass, you're are you game. go to the that's buffet? His, that's Are his you jam. kidding me? Throw a finger there during a finger during a blowjob. That is bacon on a cheeseburger. If he runs for office, I, that's going to be say, his campaign. I have send. to say, I have to say, I think that this is really important work that you're doing to destigmatize heterosexual men being an ass play. I've I heard too you. often. Finally, somebody's giving often. me the credit. No, I'm I think doing. this is so healthy. And also, not only that, I have a lot of girlfriends and a lot of female clients who want to finger their boyfriend's asses. They want to eat. Do ass. We just want. I know. I love eating ass. I I will I'm, say it loud and proud. So yes, I think that is great. Why can't no, I, it be more I, openly acceptable for women to want to eat their gorgeous husband's asses? I jokingly called myself the Rosa Parks of male ass play, and I was at a show. I get done with the show. This girl comes up to me and she goes, she like her and her boyfriend say hello, and then the boyfriend walks away and she goes, "Thank you, by the way." And I go, "What?" She goes. Rosa Parks and then like nudges towards her boyfriend who's walking away and she's like I hit that four times a week I love it get that hand away from me but thank you you further statement Freed and Van Ness 2020 2020 that's your platform let's do one more all men deserve to have their ass ate okay they pull up to take you on a date and they have four sale signs all over their car like in the window everywhere stickers everywhere trying to make some dough Girl, you know, whatever. Every uh, window. It makes me yawn. Not, not sexy. I don't think it person. seems like this person is like, oh my God. Figure out CarMax. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I kind of agree. I guess, yeah, that that to me, the technology angle is really that Unless they're, they're like an eccentric billionaire and it's like a joke. Mm. It has to be ironic. It's an ironic for right. sales. Like, I'm so rich that this is funny. Listen, this yes. was so great. Jonathan Van Ness, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. Thank you so much. This was yes. awesome. So nice to have you. So All of you, you need thank to go so buy the book, okay? The book, I mean, this is fantastic. Just hearing your voice, you know, it's so nice to hear your story and have you answer the email, the forearm thing. Yes. My God. So listen, <laughs> over the top, a raw journey to self-love. Go buy, go get involved with the book. Get involved with Jonathan Van Ness if you aren't already. Uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you so much. I love you. And that's, that's it, it for, for us. this week. Boom. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.